I'm Chuck Bowen, editor at Lawn and Landscape Magazine, and today I have with me uh, Margie Holly, a communications consultant. Uh, Margie spent over 10 years with the Brickman Group, where she served as an internal consultant supporting employee engagement, recruiting, training, and marketing and social media. Uh, we have her uh, in the October issue of Lawn and Landscape writing about effective communication strategies for landscape and lawn care business owners, something that I hear a lot about from folks in the field. So I want to sit down with Margie today to talk about how contractors can improve their communication skills internally for their own teams and then externally with their clients and, and other folks. So Margie, thank you very much for coming on the network today. Thanks, Chuck. Glad to be here. So I think first of all what I want to talk about is um, talk, talk to me, Margie, about the importance for a business leader to be a good communicator but also to, to model that behavior for his employees or for her employees. So, you know, as, as, you, as, as your business grows and you become more of a business leader versus just a landscaper, you have to take on a new role. And one of those roles is being the chief communicator to not only make sure your team is all on the same page and everybody's pulling in the same direction in terms of serving the client, but also in coaching your team to, to grow. And um, if everybody's growing, that's, uh, that's when we're all having fun. You know, nobody likes to do the same thing for years and years and years. So sure, um, sure. modeling good communication is one good way to um, teach your team good communication skills. Yeah, and I think what I hear a lot of is a lot of contractors move up from that production uh, that production level where they're, they're running the business but they're also doing a lot of the work in the field to more of a management role where they're managing more crews and they're not out in the field doing all the work. They, they know in their head how they want the work done. And mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of frustration often when the crew doesn't do the work the way the boss wants, but who really explained the way that it needed to get done? Is there just an assumption that this is, this is the way we do it here, this is the way you put the, uh, the wall up, this is the way you put the plants in, because that's how I always did it myself. Exactly. Um, and I hear that a lot as a, a point of frustration for a lot of owners that sort of no one understands how we're supposed to do it around here. Um, so I think one thing you mentioned in the article that um, in October is you know determining your own communication style and how you how you talk with employees. Can you talk about how how an owner can kind of determine what his style is and how how he can best kind of talk with his crews? Mm -hmm. Well, um, that really comes down to first and foremost understanding yourself and really getting real with with who you are. You know, we tell ourselves a lot of stories about who we are, but if you really sit down and listen and listen to yourself, you can understand. Okay, well, maybe I'm maybe I'm shy. You know, maybe I don't like speaking in front of a group. Okay, well, then let me find some ways I can adapt that communication style to getting the job done anyway. Uh, maybe I speak one-on-one, -on -one, or maybe I just speak with two or three people, or maybe I join Toastmasters and get over my shyness. Uh, there are a lot of ways to, to do that. Um, in terms of actually identifying your own communication style and that of your team, there are some uh, organizations out there that will help you do that. There are several um, kind of what they call assessment tools on the market. Um, most of them require you to contract with a um, a consultant or a trainer. Some of them are free. Some of them are, you know, a little bit more involved. One that I've had a lot of experience with is called the DISC program. Excuse me, it's called the DISC profile, and that okay. is um, DISC stands for 
um, their DISC is uh, there are four letters that represent four different communication or work styles. Um, so that can be pretty involved. In the story, you kind of uh, you talk about a lot of sort of um, less less strategic uh, methods and more tactical methods. You talk about um, maybe open-ended questions and active listening mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. kind mm -hmm. of uh, avoiding vague statements. So can you talk maybe a little bit about day-to-day -day kind of blocking and tackling stuff that a contractor should keep in mind when he's trying to communicate with his employees about what needs to get done? Sure. Uh, well, in the article, we talk about some specific skills that you can adopt um, right now without any, any further training. Um, and it really is just a matter of becoming aware and adopting or adapting your style. So, for instance, um, open-ended questions. Using open-ended questions is a great tool to help get clarity with your team. Uh, you uh, Previously, you talked about an example of, of people being frustrated that the work doesn't get done in the way that they wanted it to get done. Well, imagine how frustrating it is for the crew to be told they did it wrong when nobody ever told them how to do it in the first place. So, mm -hmm. for example, um, maybe the task is planting flowers, you know, at a client's site. Um, you know, and, uh, a manager might say, okay, today you're going to go plant the begonias at Mrs. Shaw's and leave it at that. And then they come back and the begonias maybe are planted in the wrong place or they're the wrong color or whatever. Uh, a, a more preferable way to, to ensure you've got clarity on the team is to use open-ended questions. For example, instead of saying, okay, we're planting flowers at Mrs. Shaw's today, got it, good, see you later. Usually the guy's going to, if you ask a guy, you know, do you understand how I want you to plant the flowers, he's going to say, yeah, sure. But if you use open-ended questions, which are all questions that can't be answered with a yes or no, they are mm -hmm. questions that usually involve who, what, when, where, how. So you might say, where are you going to plant the flowers at Mrs. Shaw's? How are you going to plant the begonias? How are you going to space them? What color combination will you use? When will you be finished? And more importantly, where will you go afterwards? So that you're sort of directing your crew in terms of getting clarity on exactly you know, what colors to use, how they're going to be spaced, where they're going to go in the bed, all using your client's input so that you make sure the job is done right. And having them repeat back to you just exactly how they're going to do it and when and where is going to help you ensure clarity and that everybody's on the same page. Does that make sense? Okay, so it sounds like you're, as the, as the crew leader or as the foreman or as the manager there, you're, you're asking them to kind of repeat back the details that uh, that mm -hmm. that are on that are on the work order that are on the that are on the ticket, but that you would have glossed over had you just said, okay, uh, you know, you got you got Shaw and Jones and Smith here. Okay, I'll see you this afternoon. Uh, yeah, exactly. And all that information because still may be there, but you you want to make sure that they understand it. That's right. That's right. Okay. And you know, especially when you're talking about maybe a written work order that you just hand them a piece of paper. Maybe they can't read your writing. Maybe they misunderstand an abbreviation. It's just best to talk it out. Take five minutes at the start of the day, and you know, then everybody's clear. Mm hmm Well, I think it's safe to say that everyone in this industry has perfect handwriting. Um, <laughs> yes, just like doctors. Um, just yeah, just like you and me. Um, so, uh, let's, I think that segues into another topic um, that you mentioned is this this uh, this concept of vague statements or requests, um, mm -hmm. and how how a contractor or, or an owner how an owner can maybe focus what he's saying uh, to be 
to be more clear when he's when he's talking about with someone maybe one on one mm-hmm yeah and again uh, whenever you're you're asking someone to do something it's best to be as specific as possible I think maybe we've all heard the concept of smart goals uh, using the word smart for an acronym specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and timely. These are the, these are the uh, attributes of a, of a good goal, but they're also the attributes, attributes of a good um, task. So if you're requesting something of your crew, make sure that you've got all those elements in there. Don't just say, go plant the flowers. Say, plant the begonias. Plant the red and white begonias. Um, plant them in the back bed area, or plant them in that new bed that we made last week. Um, plant them by 4 p.m. today, you know, and, and also you need to make sure that you're giving them goals that are realistic and, and uh, measurable so that mm -hmm. when they come back at the end of the day, you can say, okay, which, which begonias did you plant? Oh, the pink ones. Well, mm, I asked you to plant the red and white ones. That way you can have a conversation and make sure that, you know, you're all clear. Mm -hmm. Well, let's, let's talk more about that that concept of, of feedback and um, less of a less of a top-down directive kind of communication uh, and more of okay uh, you want to talk to your employees about how they're operating how, how they're doing if they're achieving the goals that they've that you've set for them um, and I think mm -hmm. I think this is an area where a lot of owners uh, struggle with uh, is in giving that feedback and giving that critique of performance because it is such a minefield. You know, you've Indeed. got, you, 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 you want to correct your employees, you want to make sure they're doing the right thing, um, being safe and, and following uh, protocol, but, you know, you're dealing with, with tempers, you're dealing with attitude, you're dealing with um, all kinds of personalities um, that maybe sometimes makes that a bit, um, a bit difficult. Talk, talk a little bit about that and how a contractor can, can navigate that situation. Right. Well, first and foremost, you need to make sure that you are giving feedback on a consistent basis. Your team needs to be able to count on you to let them know how they're doing. And that includes motivational feedback as well as corrective feedback. Nobody likes to work, you know, 12 hours a day and come home all tired and not have somebody say, hey, good job, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, that's, that's, I think that's the most, uh, the, the, the first factor here is to understand the types of feedback that you're giving and to make sure you're giving them on a consistent basis and to give them at the right time. So let's look at that. The two basic types of feedback are motivational or corrective. So um, motivational, obviously, is, is what it says. It's, it's to, to let somebody know they're doing a good job, to thank them for the hard work that they're doing. To, and, and that really serves to engage them more on the team. You know, uh, people come to work and they expect to work and get a paycheck and go home. Well, that's the base level. But if you can really inspire your team to be engaged in what they do, to take pride in what they do, and to feel good about what they do, that's where motivational feedback can be a great tool. Um, and then the other, the other piece of feedback is corrective feedback. And again, it's, it's not, a lot of people shy away from giving that because they do think it's, uh, it's sticky, it's punitive. It's not punitive, it's just corrective. If you can sort of take the emotion out of it and realize, okay, you know, maybe, Maybe this guy on my team is kind of a surly character anyway, and he, he's pretty gruff, and he doesn't take criticism well. Well, mm -hmm. make sure that you're, you're, you're taking that into account when you talk to him. Don't shy away from giving him feedback, but maybe pull him aside, give him feedback in private so he's not embarrassed. Um, also, 
there's a, a timing element to giving feedback that is key. When you're giving correctional feedback, you want to give it just before the person has a chance to repeat the activity you're correcting. For example, somebody comes in at the end of the day, they planted a bunch of flowers on a site, and maybe they left some, uh, some flats or some you know, debris behind by accident, and the client called you about it. Well, you know, at the end of a hard day when they're all just, they just want to go home and, and relax, that's not the time to tell them, hey, uh, by the way, you forgot some, you know, some trash behind on the site. That's the time to tell them, hey, you guys did a great job today. Thanks, I really appreciate it. Then the next day, when they come in and they're going to go to site number two and, and plant flowers again, tell them, hey, you know, this one I want to make sure that we're clear on the process for doing this, as well as I want to let you know that yesterday, you know, you guys left some, some debris behind by accident. I want you to be a little bit more aware today and, um, you know, make sure you clean up after yourselves on the site. That way, the person goes into the job that they're they're going to repeat that task right then, and they have that right in the in at top of mind. They're going to say, "Okay, mm -hmm. yeah, got to make sure we plant these things and make sure we don't we clean up the site after we're finished." Mm -hmm. So the idea is that you know if you're if you're to get in someone's face at the end of the day, they're probably not going to be as receptive to what you're trying to tell them as if you say if you say pretty much the same thing. Uh, at the mm -hmm. beginning of the day when they have an opportunity to keep it top of mind and to improve on the area where you're talking. They, they'll remember to pick up, to throw out the flats, and they'll remember to sweep up all the mulch um, right. that morning, whereas at the end of the day, you're not going to go back out and fix it. Exactly. Yeah, all they're going to do is go home, and, and they're going to stew on it, and they're going to hate you by the morning because they're going to have been festering that thought that their boss yelled at them all night sure. long. And there's nothing sure. they can do about it. There's nothing they can do to correct it right there because they're, you know, they're not on site. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I, that's that's one one thing I've I've heard a lot is you you praise in public and you and you critique in private. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. uh, where you you want to you want to show off to everyone that someone has done a, a outstanding work or gone above and beyond. But if something's something's wrong, you don't want to embarrass them in front of everybody. That's right. That's not that's going right. to get done anything that you want. Right. right. It might help you vent a little, but it's not going to get. It's not going to accomplish what you need it to do. Sure. Sure. So, and that's again, well, it's it's all in keeping in mind that your feedback is not. It's not meant to embarrass. It's not meant to punish. It's just meant to correct the behavior. And if you can keep in mind that it's all about the behavior, it's not about the person. So that's the first thing to keep in mind when you're going to go talk to somebody that in a sticky situation. You're not you're not examining their character flaws. You're just telling them, "Hey, I need you to do this differently." Mm -hmm. You're not coming at coming at them and saying, "God, you're an idiot for doing this. Why why can't you get this right?" You know, you want to exactly. keep it very very fact based and tactical. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, here's here's what here's what happened, and here's what we need to do to to change it going forward. That's right. That's great. Well, Margie, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today and, and for writing this article in our October issue. Uh, I think it's going to be a real help to a lot of our, our listeners and our readers. You're very welcome. Thanks. And once again, everyone, thank you very much for uh, taking the time to tune in to the Lawn Care Radio Network. I'm Chuck Bowen, the editor at Lawn and Landscape Magazine. Stay tuned for more great stuff from the LCRN. Thanks. <laughs>